Trinity College Dublin Talks. Uh, today we're joined by Anne-Marie Diffley, who is, I suppose, the hostess with the mostess. She is, rejoices in the title Visitor Services Manager for the, for the old library, but in fact she, she has a much more interesting job, I would say, than, than you could, might think from the title. Anne-Marie is responsible for showing the Book of Kells and the beautiful long room to the million-plus people who come to visit every year as well as a kind of select number of VIPs who seem to trot through the door pretty much every week these days. And she's been doing this for really quite a long time, longer than one might think, looking at her for 27 years, in fact. Anne-Marie, welcome. Thank you, Tom. Well, let's start with, uh, I suppose, the long room and the Book of Kells, the thing that, that uh, Trinity is in many ways best known for and, and, and what is, I suppose, generally regarded as kind of one of the must-see things when you come to Ireland, whether you're uh, a monarch from another country or whether you're a backpacker. Um, tell us a little bit about the Book of Kells. It's a ninth-century manuscript of the four Gospels, and the fame of the Book of Kells comes from the artwork. It's, it's more beautiful, more sophisticated, more decorative than anything else that survives from this period. And I suppose one of the things is it kind of permeates Irish society, because if you think of things like the river dance costumes, you think of jewellery of, of, of nowadays, you think of carpets with the Celtic designs, uh, furniture, you think of um, uh, materials, etc. So sometimes people come in and you can see them kind of looking and saying, well, this looks quite modern. But in fact, um, it's over 1,200 years old, but it permeates Irish society. And um, when visitors come to Ireland, um, particularly when they come to Dublin, what they're going to do is they're going to see the Book of Kells, they're going to see Cathedral, and perhaps they're going to see Guinness. But uh, we're, we're on the itinerary of, of every visitor that comes to Dublin. Um, and then I think people are interested in the past. I, you know, we think about the internet, but I think people are more interested in the past because of the internet, because you can look back, etc. So even in the 27 years that I've been here, I can see changes. I can see, you know, research has um, permeated the exhibition, has informed the exhibition. For instance, we thought the blue colour was lapis lazuli all the way from Afghanistan. We now know it's woad, so we had to change that in the exhibition. Um, so I think um, it, uh, it's something that everybody wants to do. Um, and there's different levels of of why people want to see it. Um, yes, there's the box ticking exercise. But there also is the interest in Irish culture, the interest in the past, uh, the interest in calligraphy. Uh, so, so there are many different reasons why mm. people would visit. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and that, that's one of the kind of, it, it, it's perhaps the uber symbol of Irishness. Although, paradoxically, we don't actually know, quite know where it came from. It was found in, exactly. the, in the, the town of Kells but it may have been made in Scotland, which kind of speaks to the, to the international life that many people in the Middle Ages actually led. But it's only one of several kind of remarkable artefacts in the old library, isn't it? I mean, we've also got the Brian Baru harp uh, and a 1916 proclamation, which is surprisingly rare. But perhaps the most extraordinary part of the visit is the old library itself, <coughs> isn't it? The, the amazing barrel-vaulted room that, that many people will be familiar with, but many people won't. I mean, how would you describe that? I think when visitors come to see the Book of Kells, but their lasting impression 
is the long room because I think it touches all senses. Um, you're, you're downstairs in this uh, sort of mo fairly modern area and then you come up the stairs into this magnificent 65 metres long uh, long room called the long room for obvious reasons and it's uh, full of 200,000 of the library's oldest books and not only is it a visual experience it's also um, you can smell the long mm, room because mm. it has this this wonderful slightly sweet smell that I have <coughs> been I have decided to call it uh, the smell of intelligence because I think if intelligence had a smell it would smell like this so um, yeah, we're in a room off the long uh, room are, now, yes, and, and yeah. you can you can sniff it here can, as well. Yeah, can. it's it's like yeah. the smell you get a little bit. I think if you go to a distillery or a Absolutely. port house in yes. Porto, yeah. Yes. Mm. Uh, so the staff often say when they're standing uh, just at the entrance, when visitors come in, you can hear, hear the intake of breath. You can also hear people going wow. So it, it has a wow factor. Um, and of course, children call it the Harry Potter Library, um, and you can see, you know, where, where, where they would get that. So it is, it is just this wonderful repository of the of all this knowledge. And um, it, it, the other thing that happens is um, it often quietens people. I suppose coming into a library, you should be quiet, um, but obviously you can, you can, you can talk. So I think people are um, are quite in awe of it, and then they walk down the room and they see the bus, and they see the exhibition in the centre of the room, they see the Brineborough harp, they see the proclamation, and um, I think they're, they're, that's what they're left with, because they kind of see this, this, this is a library, all this knowledge in this library. So, as I say, they come for the Book of Kells, but they leave with the long room. Mm. And, and I suppose one thing not everyone realises, and something that must make your job very difficult is, it is a working library. That's correct. Yep. Uh, it, it's one of the great research libraries of the world. So there are two departments directly involved in the old library. There's the manuscripts department and there is the early printed books department. And then of course the conservation team work mm. in the long room because we have cleaned over 120,000 books uh, in the long room, which the alumni of the college paid for this book cleaning project. Uh, we also have daily talks Mondays to Fridays uh, from the conservation team, uh, you know, because people are interested. Uh, I think you mentioned, Tom, about being behind the scenes, uh, and visitors are very interested in that. In fact, one of our, I suppose, most successful exhibition in the long room was uh, an exhibition on conservation, because it did the before and the after, so people could see, see what happens. So, whereas people are interested in the artefacts, they're also interested in how the library works how, uh, you know, what do librarians do, um, uh, what do the conservation staff do, what kind of manuscripts do we have, you know, yes of course they see our Christian manuscripts, but what other manuscripts have we got, what other uh, printed books have we got, um, and of course, you know, when you say, you know, we have a first edition of, of, of Pride and Prejudice or uh, Gulliver's Travels, people are, are, are really, um, you know, they're delighted to hear, to mm. hear about that. Do you have a, a favourite book? Well, it, well, I've just said it, I suppose, yes. Jane Austen, anything by Jane Austen, I think, uh, is, uh, is what I like. Yeah. Yeah, and Trinity's a, uh, what's called a copyright library, so it gets... Uh, uh, one free copy. One free copy yeah. of every book published yeah. in Britain and Ireland and has done for, for hundreds of years now, which uh, presents quite a lot of problems in terms of storage, but 
but you do get first editions of Jane Austen as well, so yes. we're very grateful. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yes, as you, it, it's, um, as I say, that's, uh, that, uh, that's not my problem. Uh, my problem is the, the, well, not a problem, but my challenge is uh, managing uh, the visitors uh, and mm. hoping that they, they come and have an enjoyable experience. Well, well, one of the uh, one of the types of visitors you have are, are, I suppose, what we call VIPs or celebs. Sometimes celebs, sometimes VIPs. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how people react to the room, because it must be quite interesting over the years to kind of observe people who have who have come. How how uh, I suppose I'm interested in the kind of national differences between different visitors from different mm -hmm. countries and how they might perceive the library. I mean, uh, in the short time I've been here, certainly people like Hillary Clinton, Michelle yes. Obama have come, yes. but, but you know, plenty of uh, um, uh, Prince Harry and, and his wife Meghan yes. were here last year. Who, who have you enjoyed showing around particularly? Well, an all-time hero, of course, was, uh, was David Attenborough, and um, that was, I think, in uh, back maybe 2007, 2008. And, um, he and was what was he interested in? Well, he came in and we, I was doing the tour, I was to do the tour of the Book of Kells and we had a botany exhibition upstairs and I told um, the uh, people in botany that um, I was absolutely no problem about giving a tour of, of the Book of Kells and the old library, but I was not talking to David Attenborough about botany because, <laughs> you know, I just, I just couldn't, so um, uh, one of the professors came and did that bit. So he he was uh, he was he was delightful, and I had a 1980 edition of Life on Earth at home, which I brought in, and which he signed for me, which I was absolutely delighted. Um, Mrs. Obama and her two children that was that was another wonderful visit. Uh, it was a very because Obama visit. has some kind of um, links with Trinity, doesn't he? One of his yes. ancestors was was taught here rhetoric. That, that's right. Uh, yes, yes. So I suppose for the children especially, they were looking at a place where yes, yes. But they were quite natural, mm. and she was quite natural with the children because they were at the time I think twelve and fourteen, and as twelve and fourteen year olds, they zone in and they zone out. So they were interested one moment, and another moment they were kind of looking a bit bored. But she, you know, she was all very natural, very normal. And, um, and she asked uh, quite a lot of questions. And what was really nice at the end of it, she gave me a hug, which I thought was very, very nice. Uh, another, another visit was um, uh, Mrs. Clinton. Uh, she was the first lady when she visited at the, the time. And she was very, very knowledgeable about the, about the Book of Kells. And what was really nice was at the end of it, now everybody is very gracious, but she made a particular point of going to the staff on duty and thanking them, which I thought, thought was, uh, was very nice. We've had Prince Harry and uh, Meghan, the Duchess of uh, Sussex. That was a lovely visit as well, because we were their first overseas visit, mm. and there was a lot of excitement. Uh, and if you recall last summer, the hot weather, and of course the campus, all the grass was kind of yellow. Um, but uh, that, that was a particularly nice visit. I showed them the Book of Kells area and um, Megan had done calligraphy. And what type of questions yeah. did these people ask? Well, um, they, they, well, Megan asked about the, the uh, calligraphy because she, she had done that a bit. Right. And mm. then she asked, you know, were, 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 are people interested in that? Mm. And so they, they asked various questions. Mm. 
sometimes they sometimes they kind of ask a bit more in general. It's not always about the Book of Kells. It's more about they want to know about Trinity. They want to know about um, student student life. Um, and indeed, we we have we have um, students that work with us during the summer TCD students, mm. and often they would give uh, tours to some of uh, our visitors, and people very much want to know what's life like in Trinity College. Um, you know, uh, the the fact that you can live on campus, uh, the fact that um, buildings are what you kind of expect of a university, at the, particularly at this end. So, th so there's a lot of questions uh, about that, um, and. Most, you know, the, the visits, they're always, they're always timed visits. A lot of times they run over, which means that, and it's usually the guest that the guest, runs yeah. over, which, which, is, which is good. For instance, we, Joe Biden came back twice, uh, at first when he was the, the, the vice president, and then last year he came back again, uh, showing more relatives. President and Mrs. Carter came twice as well. Uh, so sometimes people do come back, um, which, is, which is very nice. But... Uh, so and then we have of course the celebs etc so I am obviously a subscriber to Hello Magazine uh, that is my Bible surely you get it free uh, yeah. do the, <laughs> under the copyright rules does it not come in yeah. well <laughs> yeah so I play this game holding it open and saying I've, I've met them I've met them I've met them uh, uh, but I have to say everybody is 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 very nice the only the only one thing that ever happened and I it, this will be nameless uh, but anyway there was a um, uh, a, um, a president of a, a various country in Europe, we'll say, and uh, what happened was um, occasionally we would be asked by the Department of Foreign Affairs for a, a, a sort of a, 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 um, a, a an ad hoc visit that wasn't really planned. It may be that you know that something else has gone gone yeah. awry, and and when we can, we we oblige. So the um, the gentleman, this wasn't his cup of tea because sometimes it isn't everybody's cup of tea. He uh, came in, and it was the provost, and it was a, a another uh, academic was doing the tour, and I was really just making sure they got through. So when we got upstairs uh, to the long room, the guest's phone rang, and rather than not answering it, he answered it and started to talk away. And the professor with us turned on his foot and marched off, and the provost of the time, it was a number of years ago, said to me, Anne-Marie, think you're now on <laughs> so <laughs> so I continued with the tour it was just a very seamless tour uh, and uh, there was a twinkle from the provost and uh, and that was fine yeah. I remember meeting you a couple of years ago on the day that uh, poor old David Bowie died yes. and, and you mentioned and I thought it was a charming story it just shows what a nice guy he was that, that uh, he queued to, to come he and did. see it and somebody came out from the library to say would you like to come in and, and he said no no I'm happy to queue and continued queuing and went and saw it as a private individual and you know that that's uh, that's the kind of place it is I think isn't it well, I mean, well we've it talked is. a lot about is, yeah. celebrities yeah. And, 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 and royalty and so on but but really uh, the amazing thing about the room is that a million people can pass through it every year and it still it still retains that that, that magic somehow uh, who who built it? How, how did it come well, about, Emery? It, it was built between 1712 and 1732, and it was uh, the architect was uh, Sir Thomas Burr, better known for building the um, what's now the National Museum on on the Keys, um, Collins's Barracks. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think we're quite sure why they built such a grand library because 
Oxford or Cambridge don't have such grand libraries. I mean, they have beautiful libraries, but nothing on the scale of the uh, long room. And it was the first purpose-built building uh, on the campus. You know, built it was built as as, oh, as really? a library. And when it was originally built, it had a flat plaster roof in the long room because there was only books on the uh, you know on the gallery on the floor level. Um, and then copyright came in 1801-1802 and very quickly that level uh, was full. They ran out of space. Yep. And they ran out of space. And the weight of the books was putting the building that way and the plaster roof began to crack. So around 1860 they raised the roof, put this barrel vaulted ceiling in and uh, filled uh, the upper galleries. So it's a marriage of 18th and 19th century architecture. And actually, it makes the room magnificent. Mm. Uh, when you see the molten prints of the long room, it does look very nice with the flat roof. But the uh, wood and the spiral shape gives, gives it a grandeur that I think other libraries uh, don't, don't have. It's often called uh, a cathedral of books, mm -hmm. uh, or as one American gentleman said, a canyon of books, which I think is, is quite a nice uh, description. Uh, and the other thing, I know we were talking about um, uh, royalty and celebs. But I'd like to think that every visitor was a VIP um, and that they would go away with, with, a, with a good experience. And it, it's interesting when you talk to people, you know, sometimes we're all very rushed and running around. But if you stop and talk to people, I mean, you, you meet really, really interesting people and people who've been here, who come to see the library, come to see the book accounts for so many different reasons. Mm, mm. Um, and, you know, sometimes you, you try to stereotype people, but actually, when you talk to people, there isn't. There, there's different visitors. There's different types of visitors, different reasons, um, you know, and even different reasons why, why people come to Ireland. Um, yes, they're curious about the culture, and yes, they, you know, uh, Ireland holds this sort of kind of mystique, um, uh, and we still have retained it, even, you know, and yet we're very modern, which is which is another thing that pe that people seem to seem to enjoy. You know, they can kind of appreciate both bits. Yeah, there's certainly a juxtaposition, yeah. isn't it, between yeah. this, this old library yeah. and what is quite a modern and innovative university in many ways. Finally, I guess, for people who, who might be listening from, from abroad, what, what, what libraries are there around the world that are kind of in any way similar? Have you, I presume you go to other libraries from oh. time to time and you see them. You know, is, is, it, is the library here part of, as so many things are, part of a trend, are there, the, or is it kind of unique? Well, now you've caught me on the hop because I well I have I well I visited the the Irish College in in Paris they mm. have a they have a, they have a small library, um, but even in in, the, in Dublin you've got you've got the uh, Chester Beatty Library, you've got uh, Marsh's Library which is kind of a mini me of Trinity College. Yeah, Marsh's Library is lovely. Isn't oh yeah, people absolutely, who really really come here and yes, come to yeah. they should pop yeah. onto Marsh's Library. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, extremely charming. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think yeah. it is it is a very a very nice library. Yeah. Um, and it has very, very interesting collections mm. there as well. Mm. I'm um, part of the Friends of the Library, and that is association in, in Trinity. You don't have to be from Trinity, you can be just of an interest in books. And we go on visits uh, to, well, t largely to, it was to Ireland, to Britain, and also to continent. So we're going to Bordeaux this year. Usually is a library visit involved in, in these trips. There was a lovely one in Cashel as well, which we used to, we have visited. Also in some of the stately homes, they, they, they would have libraries as well. 
but I suppose I suppose Marsh's Library would be my favourite. Uh, so not too far from. Not yeah, too far because from it's a mini me. It is. It is. It is a mini me. I mean, thank you very much for for talking about the Book of Cows and the Old Library.